Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart. The Six Rings Post Game Show is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. As a tailgater reminded me outside of MetLife Stadium just about four short hours ago, you can't spell Pats without past, which is what the Jets fans thought New England was as this was to be their day. And I gently reminded him, well, sir, you also can't spell Jets without Jest, which is exactly what it seems they continue to play their games in especially MVP of the day for your New England Patriots, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson with several timely interceptions on the day. That's right. They run it to 13 straight. The New England Patriots do today with a 22-17 victory over the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. Bill Belichick now gets sole possession of second most wins all time for a head coach in the NFL 325 wins against the team that he despises most in the NFL. How sweet it is, as the old Jackie Gleason used to say. You know, Andy, somebody actually told me outside the stadium earlier today that they believed that the Patriots blew it against the Bears just so Bill Belichick could get win number 325 against the New York Jets today. I thought that was rather funny at the time. And now it seems to have come true. I thought it would be a tight one. But it still holds to pass. The New York Jets, they are the get-right game for whatever ails the New England Patriots. And it looks like it's not changing anytime soon. Zach Wilson is the gift that keeps on giving. Bill Belichick owes him a nice little thank you. Hey, Zach, appreciate the win. Best, Bill Belichick. Like that, I mean, that game came down to Zach Wilson doing Zach Wilson things. He had, we talked about it in the Six Rings uh, podcast this week with Brendan Tierney from New York, and he had been avoiding the, the mistakes. He'd been avoiding the turnovers. He'd been a game manager. And today he was 
Zach Wilson, he was throwing you the football. Devin McCourty, a couple gift interceptions that he was more than happy to haul in. And Ramondre Stevenson did just enough as essentially the core of the offense with a little bit of sprinkled Jacoby Myers for good measure, and you get the win. It was ugly, but it was much needed, and it's a... Ah, I don't. It did, doesn't fall under the feel good or the get right kind of win. Just falls under the win. You you got a victory and you move forward like recoup, recover, and move on because this team still has a lot of issues it needs to clean up on both sides of the ball before it can start to uh, really focus on maybe bigger uh, goals down the road. But you got to win, and you should send Zach Wilson a thank you present. Oh, absolutely, Zach Wilson. If he swings by. My house tomorrow night on Halloween. He can have the full size candy bars. That oh he yeah, one hundred percent. And then he would uh, throw it to somebody, but miss them. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, also, I'll that? remind him stay away from my wife. Yeah, well, yes, that's true too. <laughs> well, that gets serious. All uh, of a sudden. This is, of course, I apologize for not saying right off the top. This is the Six Rings post game show on WEEI, WEEI dot com, the Odyssey app. And, of course, the WEI Sports Radio Network. If you would like to join the show at any time to talk about this big New England Patriots win, what's going on with Mac Jones, what the Patriots need to clean up, and just how much you appreciate Zach Wilson continuing to do Jets things as the Patriots get a huge 22-17 to victory, bringing their record to 4-4 four and four on the regular season with nine games to go. You can call us at 617-779-7937. The text line is open and available for business at 37937. And, of course, the socials at WEEI, at Six Rings Pod, at Jumbo Heart, and at Fitzy GFY. Later on in the show, we'll hear from our pal Christian Fourier to hear what he has to say about the Zach Wilson Express. Kyrie Thompson from WEEI.com will join us. And, of course, we'll bring you live audio from Patriots coach Bill Belichick, quarterback Mac Jones, and you know what? Maybe Zach Wilson's daddy, Devin McCourty, should he take to the podium as well later on today. That's the whole point right off the top, Andy. Is this game a referendum on how poorly Zach Wilson has played, has developed, or not developed? Uh, Is this about the Patriots and Bill Belichick once again being able to fluster Zach Wilson and uh, get in the head of a quarterback who just isn't ready for prime time. To me, it feels like a combination of the two. Like, Patriots defense did just enough today. They certainly weren't as dominant along the defensive line as the New York Jets, as they were definitely the story of the first half, kind of owning the New England Patriots uh, offensive line as well with multiple sacks and penalties galore. Cole Strange, we'll have a talk about that later. But then as the game progressed and Zach Wilson was forced to try to get off platform, make plays and show that he's the man and that when the New York Jets need him to be, he can actually get out of script, get off platform, and make some plays. He did, except those plays all benefited the Patriots. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to apologize to our friend Brandon Tierney from WFAN because I kind of mocked his um, idea when he joined us that this the Jets thought it, the Patriots were ripe for the picking and there might be some changing of the guard and Big Brother was becoming the Big Brother, blah, blah, blah. And like... CBS picked up the same storyline. I had to listen to Ian Eagle and Charles Davis tell me, you know, they're trying to prove something just like the Bills did a couple years ago. Like, these two teams, in my mind, are middling football teams that aren't a wart on the bum-bum of the Buffalo Bills. That's what we learned today. They're not good football teams. That end of the first half where it's like, turnover, penalty, turnover, no, you want it, no, you get it, no, you suck, no, you suck. Like, you're both not that good. (laughs) Both teams are not that good with second-year quarterbacks who I think both are still – 
questioning, are they the guy? Meanwhile, you look upward, upward, up, look straight up. That's the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, and they are light years ahead of you, light years better than you. So, again, credit the victory. You needed a win. You got a win. Great for Bill Belichick. You get number 325. But any grand proclamations that because you did this, you're something, or because the Jets almost did something, no. You're both just mediocre football teams right now. And that, to me, is the reality of these two teams. Because I also happen to think the Dolphins are are better than them. Now, that's a different conversation than the Bills, because the Bills are clearly a Super Bowl contender. But these, these guys feel like also-rans to me, both teams. Yeah, oh, both both teams had mistakes galore, mistakes aplenty today. Like we said, there were a number of uh, penalties from the New England Patriots along the offensive line. Um the, the difference also, something that was like very obvious to me right from the get-go, Andy, the difference in the Patriots' tempo and productivity on offense when they go, I won't say like full no huddle, but when they go up tempo, they look potent. Like the, off, the offense looks kind of dynamic like they're, they're at times. Like it, it moves yeah. better. There's fluidity to it, and Mac Jones looks more comfortable. Loves it. Mac loves he, it. There's no doubt. Mac yeah, loves but, that. So that's the question. Like, so all these dropbacks and shock, he doesn't like that. Like last year in the preseason when he was clearly outplaying Cam Newton, you could see he loved when he would be inserted in the second half and they would go tempo, how comfortable he was. That's what he likes doing. A couple quick steps, out to the flat, over the middle, easy reads, bing, bang, boom, that's what he likes. All the other stuff that they're trying to structure and get him to work with, it's just not working. And it got to a point where at the end of the first half, as people like, and thank goodness, you know, I saw all the tweets of like, you know, good thing Mac Jones uh, doesn't have a Twitter account. And uh, thank goodness this game is taking place on the road. I put up a quick poll that just ended a few minutes ago. Mac Jones is struggling because, and the options were, Patriots broke him. He needs better weapons. He's lost it and or he stinks or the Jets defense is really good. By a landslide, the number one choice was the Patriots broke him. So I think there oh, there's over 45% of Pats fans believe that the Patriots have done him a disservice, and that's why now he looks hesitant, uh, doesn't look like he's comfortable. How what, what, what say you to that? Well, I think he's broken. I, I do think over the course of August, September, and October, he's kind of reached a broken state, and physically as much as mentally today, because he got the absolute crap kicked out of him with some of those hits in the first half um, where he what had to run. Williams, man. Woo. Yeah, like they, but but that is the continuation of all of it. I don't know that the play calling is good enough. In fact, I think it isn't at times. But the offensive line is a problem. They have all these guys that are supposedly like playmakers and contributors who don't get open, who don't make plays. Like we'll get to my down list later. But mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar, did you play? Uh, Kendrick Bourne, did you play? I know Devonte Parker got hurt early and he was out, but. Other I know than Devontae Ra- Parker was there because I heard on the radio broadcast early on as I was making my way back from the stadium uh, to the studio that uh, like, oh, first play out. Oh, he's got a knee and he's going to the locker room. But otherwise, Aguilar, no show. Andy. Nothing. John O. Smith. Born, nothing. I would hear his name like trips right. There's born. No, he's out it. there. Yeah, he's not hurt anymore. He's off the injury report. So no excuses. He has a bunch of guys other than Stevenson and Jacoby Myers who just don't get open. We know who. We know who Hunter Henry is. Every once in a while, he's going to have that 20-yard catch, and that's fine. Like, he'll be open. He'll catch the ball if you throw it to him. Right. But they don't have any playmakers. We knew it coming in. We we tried to convince ourselves that Bourne was going to take a leap. Parker was going to sit atop the depth chart. He was going to be a guy like all of this was going to come together. It has not come together. What has come together are the problems. 
Like, the wide receivers are a problem. The offensive line is a problem. Cole Strange is regressing by the week. Right tackle, doesn't matter who plays, they're not good. Cannon, win. Up next, Yadni Kajas. Let's see if you can have a try out there. Obviously, you're without David Andrews. Less than ideal. Like, other than Stevenson and Myers, um, who shows up? Who like? And, and so... It's hard for me to, do I think Mac is playing well? No. I think at times he's holding on to the ball, should throw it away. But I think hesitant. some of it. He was too hesitant, yes. Yeah, you'd be Absolutely. hesitant too if your line sucked and your receivers sucked. <laughs> Wouldn't you? You don't know when you're going to get hit and you know, don't know where you can throw to. Other than that, have fun playing quarterback. Like I, I So with, with he's one going of the to bear the brunt because the quarterback line. bears the brunt. But yeah. you have to look elsewhere on the team and take in the totality of why he's broken. Is he broken? Sure, he might be. Why is he broken? The coaches, the line, and the receivers are all contributing to the breakage of Mac Jones. So you're saying it's a veritable Vegas casino buffet of yep. of wrong, bad, and suck that has led to Mac Jones taking a, I'm not even going to say slight, I'm going to say now we're teetering towards a pronounced step back from last season. Now again, as I just said a few minutes ago, he looks so much more comfortable in tempo. Hell, Andy, he actually got the ball to other people when they went into tempo in the second half. Like, Hunter Henry caught one late in the first half. That was a nice pass that he dropped in the bucket to him. He got Jonu Smith involved. Um, like, there, there seemed to be, like, uh, a rhythm to the Patriots' offense, and Mac Jones looked like, like oh, wow, they, they could actually strike from anywhere on the field at any given point. But later on, when they just go back into the long... Like, why are they taking... 10-yard dropbacks when you have a backup center in James Ferentz, who I'm not going to critique that much because the man's going up against some absolute monsters on that Jets defensive line, and he held his own-ish. But Cole Strange, not having a good day. Like you said, the the Marcus Cannon experiment may have actually gone, gone asunder on us now at this point, and right tackle could continue to be an issue because, like you said, you got Kajust and you got Wynn and you've got Cannon out there as well. These, these seven-step drops where they're looking for either shot plays or 50-50 balls, it's not working right now. It's just not working. Not with the line you have, not with the plays you're calling, and not with the talent that you've surrounded Mac Jones with. And so in a game where you've got another team making mistakes aplenty and the, the quarterback has decided to just start throwing interceptions all over like Oprah giving people a car, just tossing them around left and right in a completely cavalier fashion that is probably going to make Robert Sala lose whatever hair is left on his body when he watches the film in the postgame. In a lot of ways, the Patriots should have beaten the Jets by a hell of a lot more than five points. Um, Yeah, probably. That's probably accurate. But I, I think this game could have swung in either direction because neither team is very good and then that's how it is like momentum big plays turnovers penalties change change things dramatically because bad teams or middling teams don't overcome those so this was like the opposite of a heavyweight fight this was like two backyard brawlers who both kind of stink like it's mildly entertaining because they're both landing a couple punches but you're waiting for one of the two fat guys to fall fall down and end the fight because you, you need to move on to something better um but i i think the patriots have a confidence problem i'm not sure the coaches have confidence in mac jones and i'm quite sure con mac jones doesn't have confidence in almost anything around him and and until they rebuild that confidence, him and his line, him and his receivers to get open, be where they need to be, them and him, him and them, I'm not sure they can be much more than what they are, and that's just sort of a scuffling, middling team. And the talent is also an issue, but the, there's nothing you can do about the talent right now. You're not going to change that midseason. You can try to rehab the confidence level of everybody involved, but 
we all know that, you know what breeds confidence? Success, right? Like you need to see somebody. You can't just trust the process anymore. Screw the process. The process was on the training camp field. Now we're in the era of results. And too often on a play-to-play basis, I don't think anybody trusts the results that are going on out there. Yeah, it's a bit of an issue. It make, it, now, see, watching this game today, uh, the Bears didn't make any of the mistakes that the Jets made today. Uh, Jets were very crisp in those first couple of drives, Andy. Uh, the first couple of drives, you've got the first time the Jets go down the field, and I believe they get a field goal. And well, they then, went three and out. The team's traded. Oh, no, no, they three traded and three and outs. outs. Thank you. That's right. Excuse me. Then they, they started playing. Yeah, and then, then they started the playing. Jets, two drives in a row. Garrett Wilson looking like an absolute fine. They have the 54-yard long play down the field. So it looks like, uh uh-oh, here's another quarterback from the 2021 draft class who's going to have the best day of his career against the Patriots. You know, last week, last not even last week, geez, it was only a couple days ago, we watched Justin Fields have the game of his life with all of those scripted runs and some nice passes and some clutch plays against a very discombobulated Patriots defense, an entirely discombobulated Patriots staff and team during that debacle of a 33-14 Bears win on Monday Night Football. And then after the Jets open up with a couple of crisp drives, they sort of lost their way. What do you think was behind that? Why? Where, where did things start to, before we try to figure out how the Patriots were able to take advantage of those mistakes and what a day it was to have Nick Folk on your fantasy team, where did the Jets start losing their way? Yeah, not sure it's a good thing that Nick Folk is uh, five for five for the second time in four weeks, three weeks, three or four weeks. You don't want your kicker being five for five on short field goals because it means you're not very good offensively and you're not putting the ball in the end zone. We had the the zappy performance uh, against the Lions, and now we have the the Mac Jones performance against the Jets. The difference being at least the Jets have a decent defense, pretty good defense, where you can maybe explain away why you're not better in terms of putting the ball in the end zone. But um, in terms of the Jets going uh, astray, I think some of it started with that floated interception. That was, I'm not, I'm, I need to pull up the uh, the game book, but the that possession where he floated a terrible pass, and I, I think that started to unwind. I think there's a confidence issue on that side of the ball too. He has too much confidence, and I'm not sure anybody around him has the kind of confidence in him that he has in himself. Um, but early on, the tackling was an issue. Like, I, I think this defense tackles pretty poorly at times. I think that is a all season long against mm-hmm. quarterbacks, against running backs, against wide receivers. I think tackling has become an issue. Um, I do think uh, y- your safety who had two interceptions today, Devin McCourty, he's clearly lost a step. He is not as fast and as quick to the ball as he mm-hmm. once was. Jack Jones, obviously the late play where he throws a shoulder in instead of just tackling Mims. Mims bounces off and ends up with the long catch and run. Um, so I think there's some of that tackling, just just flat out tackling on, on the defensive side of the football. Um, but yeah, that like there was some momentum there that the Jets had a chance to pounce on. Then the Jets didn't. Then the Patriots had a chance to pounce. The Patriots didn't. And that leads me back to stop me if you've heard this before. These are two middling football teams that aren't consistently good and make too many mistakes to be consistently good. And I know they were talking about it during the broadcast. Robert Sala using the Belichickian quote, like most games in this league are lost. They're not won. You know, the old Belichick, before you can win, you have to not lose. Mm -hmm. The Jets lost today. The Jets lost today. At times, I thought the Patriots were going to try to lose too, but you can't have two losers, so the Jets lost today. Yeah, if you're looking at this game on a seesaw, like you say, and there's two middling 500 you got two nine and eight teams so funny listening early on in the broadcast because you know the just j-e-t-s jets 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 chance all over the tailgate coming out of the tunnel from mass transit 
and then MetLife Stadium, JetLife Stadium, as it was transformed into today, the echoes of it as, a, as I'm in the car and heading back and I listen to the broadcast and the announcers were feeling themselves early and they're like, you know, this, this New York Jets team, with a win today, they get the monkey off their back, rid themselves of the Patriots, put them in the rear view, and next week against Buffalo will be for first place in the AFC East. And I didn't want to laugh, but it was more just a little sports cliche alert. Guys, maybe it's time to pump the brakes a little bit. You know, you do have Zach Wilson under center. You know, Belichick is going to try to force him into a couple of scenarios where he's going to have to throw uh, a hail, not a hail Mary, but he's going to end up taking a shot where he's going to make some wild throws. They'll get him out of the pocket and then we'll see what happens. And a lot of times that's like these are the hallmarks of a Bill Belichick defense where he relies on his team being fundamentally sound enough to to take advantage of the mistakes that he's going to force another quarterback into. And Zach Wilson, like. You want to see him turn into this Mahomesian terror that everyone talked about coming out of BYU? That ain't happening anytime soon, Andy. No, and he misses. I'm a, I'm a big believer. It's great to do all the things he is physically capable of doing, but he misses too many easy throws. There was a, I want to say it was the first drive three and out. There was just like a five-yard flat throw, running back, and he threw it like low into the inside, never had a chance to catch it. Like Those are the types of plays that the great quarterbacks make even if they make the great plays. And that's what I, I firmly believe that's where Josh Allen's transformation came. He was always capable of the wow, but it was the boring that he wasn't capable of. He started to do the boring. Hit, hit the five-yard guy in the flat so we go second and five, and now second and five, we can do anything we want. We can be creative, and I can go deep down the field. I can make big plays, whatever. But if you miss those easy throws... I think you regret it, and I think that's where Wilson is, and especially now where Wilson is, miss easy throws, oh, and then do something really horrifically dumb. He flirted with more dumb than he even got a, he gave us today. Like, you could see, so the first pick was the float. Then before the second pick, he started to just get dangerous. He scrambled over into, like, the corner of the end zone where you, you're like, oh, my God, there's going to be a safety or there's going to be a strip sack. Who knows what's going to He was flirting with being even worse than he was today. And how about him with a misleading stat line in part thanks to the, the last drive? But, I mean, he oh, finishes yeah. with 355 yards passing, and I'm like, Wow, that makes it look like he was not bad today. I know he was 20 That's like uh, back against uh, Houston, Andy, in 2020. Like, well, we threw for 350 yards. Yeah, Yeah, great. Cam threw for 350. And you you stink. You lose. You're not a good team. (laughs) Like, that's what you are. And meanwhile, the other quarterback wasn't all that good either. 21 of 35 for 194. Six sacks for Mac Jones. Tried to throw a pick six, but got bailed out by a roughing the passer call. Got yep. bailed out by Too a aggressive. Uh, yep. 15-yard penalty on one of his runs. Like C.J. Mosley and ends up... Yeah, like, now, now, see, that was super controversial because of the fact that C.J. Mosley is trying to tackle Mac as a runner. A runner. Who, and who lowered his head? Mac. Mac. Not C.J. Mosley. That yeah. should not have been a penalty. The only reason that's a penalty is because Mac Jones plays the quarterback position, and those guys are a protected class. Just like in the HR world quarterbacks are a protected class stay the bleep away from them if you want to live to fight another day because if that's a runner a tight end a running back you don't get that call you lower your head you get hit it happens so i hated that call but he took an even bigger hit on the sideline the next play he pulled a damn blood so i give tom curran credit he immediately said like what in the blood sonian hell is going on here he let up on the sideline and just took a a mo lewis like blow yeah like, what are you doing? You're not, I mean, you already have an injury. Okay, you're off the injury report. That's great. You actually ran well today. That's the infuriating thing. The best thing Mac Jones has done the last two weeks is run. 
run for his life or run for yards. He was their leading running back for most of the first half. So, yeah, 24 yet last week, 19 this week, and that's with a couple kneel downs. So he was right around 24 again. He's a 20-plus yard rusher for second straight week. Um, it, this They're not doing anything in a way that is effective, efficient, sustainable offensively. There were times in that first half that I really thought it looked like what I bitched to you all all August about, the offense on the practice field, where he's so uncomfortable he's got to pull it down and run and scramble, and there's no... There's no fluidity to it. It doesn't look like an efficient NFL offense. I thought that was really alarming because we've talked in recent weeks like, oh, Matt Patricia's growing as a as a play caller and the scheme is evolving and they're figuring out what they want to be and what they do right. Well, guess what? Bill Belichick told us sometimes you have to wait till, you know, five, six, seven games into eight games into the season. We are at basically the midseason point. They're four and four, and I have no idea what this offense thinks it is or can be we are back on like august the third with ineffective offensive play calling game planning and execution and that's alarming at this point in the season and it should be alarming to them definitely not a good thing to be almost halfway through the season far past when bill belichick says this is when you get to know your football team we don't know the preseason over yet Preseason yeah. over yet? The extension of the preseason? How long is this? This is a long-ass extension of the preseason. We're eight games into it. An 11 game. Commissioner Goodell can't be happy about an 11-game no. preseason, Andy. No wonder this has been such bad football, according to Tom Brady. This preseason goes on forever. Let's let's start the bullets flying for real, right, Tom? Oh, no. Yeah, meanwhile, no there were a lot of other actually high-scoring, thrilling games on the 1 o'clock slate, but of course... We all got the one that was stuck in mud. Patriots 22, Jets 17. But you know what? They still did get the W. There's a lot to parse over. There is a lot to dissect and analyze. We can't wait to hear from you guys. 617-779-7937. When we come back in just a few short minutes here on the Six Rings Post Game Show, we will bring you whoever is first up to the podium. And, of course, we'll cut live to Coach Bill Belichick celebrating his 325th win, second most all-time as a head coach in the NFL. And he got it against the team that he resigned as HC of almost 23 years ago. Y'all love to see it. You got Jumbo Hart, you got your old pal Fitzy, and you here on the Six Rings Post Game Show, the Pats win again on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Breaking down the game that was. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show. Here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. So sorry, Jets fans, but the black fly in your Chardonnay came down to East Rutherford, New Jersey at the Meadowlands. Patriots 22, New York Jets 17. Andy, as much as I would love to bask in the glow and the schadenfreude of all those Jets fans who told me before the game that their time was now, it was over for the Patriots. Mac Jones stinks. Bill Belichick stinks. They're all done. Look, it was not a signature win for the Patriots, but it was still a win. I can't quite, you know, you just can't quite rub it in right now because the Patriots didn't play that well. And Zach Wilson, as we said earlier, was probably the most key component to the Patriots win today. But at the same time, oh, man, it's just a shame that the Jets don't get their coronation 
like they were telling me about earlier. Yeah, and again, I don't understand this coronation. Like they are that desperate for for success or hope that they're just being better than the Patriots was going to be enough for them, even if they, they weren't better that. than the Dolphins or Bills. Like, no, isn't they that need sad, that, Andy? They've been under thumb. The Patriots have been the older brothers sitting on the Jets' losers. head on the sofa for what decades. a bunch of losers. That's embarrassing. That's it like. Is. Like getting all excited because you can see the winner of the race. Oh, I see him. He's off there in the distance. Oh, that's pretty cool. We can see him. Like, who are you? Watch Ricky Bobby. Second place is first loser. Get over it. I don't care for the Jets in any way now. And it's not for the same reasons a lot of you people, you fraud squatters, or even Bill does. Like, just such loserville. So sad. Didn't they used to be good once upon a time? Eh, Joe sort of. They there. were good for a while, and then Rex Ryan lost his way, and then. They yeah, tried to like, get good again with Todd Bowles in 2015, no. beat the Patriots, and then they lost in Buffalo, and then they lost their way, and, and now it's 13 straight. By the way, this hour of the Six Rings postgame show where we talk about how the New England Patriots were just good enough and the Jets continue to be bad and sad. This hour is brought to you by Unified Office and their revenue-producing restaurant phone technology. Andy, right now, Matthew Judon is currently at the podium. We'll bring you his words in just a little bit. Jacoby Meyer offered a few. We will take you to Bill Belichick live when we get a chance. Right now, why don't we grab a quick call first, just to fold the audience in a little bit, because I'm sure there are people out there that have some takes, some victory laps, and more. Hopefully, we'll actually hear from our pal Jamal, who calls in every week. And when he does, <laughs> that's usually when Bill Belichick gets to the podium. So stay tuned for Jamal's call later. Uh, let's go to Ryan and Weymouth on the South Shore. You're first up on the Six Rings postgame show, Ryan. Hey, guys. Thank you for the call. Uh, Andy, Fitzy, I agree 100%. Yep, you know. We knew what was going on with the Jets, but the only reason I'm going to be positive is because my mother, of all people, said predicted the Patriots will win. So I have to give them credit. Defense did what they had to do. Man, McCourty was in the right place at the right time. Uh, what is it? Uh, offensively, though, uh, I have to give credit. Ramondre Stevenson is, even though there's no more, you know, there's not a lot of talent. The quarterback talent is not there. Ramondre Stevenson is one of the best running backs in the league, and he's now catching balls with one hand. He's doing everything. I have to give credit to Stevenson, and I have to give credit to the team that they won today on the road at the Jets, who, like you said, were ready to pronounce us dead. The Jets are so sad that I cannot believe that uh, the Patriots went and won that game the way they did. Folk. I mean, are you kidding me? They had the guys that had to... Belichick found a way to be able to just just beat the Jets again. That is just a sad team. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks for the call. And certainly, Ramondre Stevenson. You know, when I said he was Le'Veon Bell, and then I got really excited and said he's like a poor man's Saquon Barkley, I started to wonder, like, am I being too optimistic? Am I being too, like, rah-rah, playing Fitzy side of the street, fanboy? A little too hyperbolic? Yeah, no. I think he's that damn good. I, You know, I was texting my our, our friend Paul Perillo during the game, like, He's their best player, and he's their most um, ascending player. Like, every time you see him do something, he's a little bit better. And I know there's some people out there that are criticizing him for one of his cuts early when there was a lot of green grass to his left. He tried to cut back across behind a Hunter Henry um, block, 
and I think C.J. Mosley was coming. C.J. Mosley, if he runs left, is absolutely going to tackle him. The only mm-hmm. chance he has to break the big run is if he goes behind the Hunter Henry block and keeps going. It didn't happen, whatever. But anybody that wants to criticize Ramondre Stevenson after today's game for anything is the biggest idiot on the planet. He is a stud in the making. And remember how we talked about like the last couple weeks – Oh, did he did he look a little worn down? Was he not quite as frisky? He was Ooh, he frisky as, as today, F today. Yeah, making oh. everybody miss. Power runs, breakaway runs, 150 yards basically from scrimmage. Mm. And, you know, the one thing somebody has always asked me, like, yeah, you keep comparing him to those guys, but can he line up out wide? Yep, he can. He did mm-hmm. it today a few times. Like, I think they are learning. We can talk about the big picture of the offense, but I do think they're learning just how good he is and how much they can ask him to do and put on his plate. That one catch today where he kind of reached out with the right hand, caught it one-handed in stride and kept right on going, mm-hmm. those are the catches that the elite ones make, the the Marshall Falks, the Ladanian Tomlinsons, the Saquon Barkleys, whoever you think those dynamic playmaking backs have been uh, over the last 20 years, he is evolving into one of those before our eyes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, there wasn't a lot of fun things in my mind in this game, Watching what Ramondre Stevenson is and is becoming is one of the more fun things for Patriots fans this year. The fact that the game was more duty, chore, and responsibility is what prevents <laughs> us from... Ta- is, what's that? Duty. But you D-U-T-Y, said it. D-U-T-Y, you child. I, no, I think it was the other thing. <laughs> okay. They made a duty, duty on the field. <laughs> they made a duty at MetLife. It was responsibility and chore for us to watch it and slog through it, and I think that's part of why we're not doing the celebration victory dance, tap dancing on all of the bad takes from the Jets fans and the braggadocio and their pronouncements, the ice-cold takes of, it's over, you're done, it's our time now. You know, there's still plenty of things that need taking care of in housecraft and house Belichick with the team that plays in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. Uh, I, I totally understand that, but I'll just make this pronouncement now before we get to the next call, Andy. I think it's as simple as this. We're trying to figure out what this offense is, what direction they should be heading, and what they can do to fix themselves. It's this simple. Run the offense through Ramondre. I don't care about Mac. I don't care about the receivers. He is the focal point of the offense going forward. You need to make the offense about Ramondre Stevenson, and I know you love to hear those words because he is easily the most dynamic, the most talented, the most interesting, and like you said, the most ascending player on this offense. Another call real quick, Andy. John's in the car. He wants to pay tribute to today's New York Jets and their wonderful effort. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, no, it can't be sold upon enough. The Jets, well, like, as Andy just said, the Patriots took a duty on the field for the first half of that game, and they still won. The Jets are still yep. the Jets. Like, you guys. John, hold on. John, hold on. Hold on. we got to go to Bill Belichick right now. Hold that call. I'll come back yeah, to you in here. just a few. Patriots coach Bill Belichick. Yeah, give the Jets a lot of credit. Um Good football yeah, team. A lot of credit. Um, really played well defensively. They gave us, you know, plenty of problems. Uh, we had trouble in the last quarter and a half really um, doing much. Really well coached. Uh, good front and uh, Mosley. You know, it was all over the field. I don't know how many tackles he had. It seemed like he must have about fifteen or twenty. But um, you know, but we hung in there and um, you know got got some enough plays out of all three units: offense, defense, special teams, and. Uh, some big turnovers defensively, and uh, and a big play by uh, Pepper to cover the onside kick. And it was the kind of play they beat Cleveland with. Uh, I think it was in week two, somewhere back there. Um, so uh, good, good division win on the road, and uh, you know, good good Jets team. Uh, they they do a good job, and 
like I said, defensively, they're they're tough. We knew that coming in, and they they certainly played to it. So good to you know good to get out of here with the win, the vision, and um, uh, we'll move on. But um, proud of the way the team you know stepped up on a short week here and you know came in and got the win today. So. So what did you see from Mac uh, in the offense? It looked like they had a lot of fight, especially to start that third quarter and come up. You know, kind of yeah, I mean, it was a big, big uh, halftime swing, really. Ten-point swing for us. We got the field goal at the end of the first half on, on the last play, and then, and then, uh, you know, started third quarter uh, with points. So, uh, you know, I thought Matt did a good job today. He got the ball out quickly. Um, you know, we had gave up some pressure, but I thought he did a good job taking care of the ball. I mean, Stevenson obviously is, um, you know, just tremendous back and makes a lot of yards you know on his own like makes a lot of yards after contact but I thought Mac did a, did a great job uh, Stevenson Jacoby uh, you know some guys really step up for us and and uh, you know make make some plays offensively that that we needed you know and then again good good team defensive effort all the way around we had a lot of pass rush turned the ball over um, tackled better you know gave a couple big plays uh, but like other than those we you know, play play pretty competitively. So, good fourth quarter team. You know, nobody's better than the Jets are in the fourth quarter. So, hanging there with them in the fourth quarter was, you know, we knew that was going to be a challenge, and um, and it was. But, you know, we we stepped up to it. So that was that was good. Phil, you uh, recorded victory uh, three twenty five, number two all time. What does that mean to you, just to be a part of history? Yeah, I'm able to talk about that when it's over. You know, add them up at the end here or whatever. But it's good to come down here and win. Happy for our team and. And I uh, appreciate all the you know, great players we've had that, that have won those games. You know, we had a couple of them in the locker room there, uh, besides our players, you know, guys like McCordy and Slater, you know, Mayo, Troy Brown. Those guys won a lot of games for, uh, for us, for me. So um, it's really, those are team wins. Special, special teams today seem like, a, you know, other than the, maybe the one play where the touchback what did you think of the performance? Yeah, well, Nick was, you know, Nick was great as usual. Um, you know, put it right down the middle. Thought we covered well. Uh, had a, you know, Marks did a good job of the ball handling. Got an explosive play on the punt return. Um, got a good plan to kickoff return on the uh, miss hit kickoff. Uh, got it back up to the 35, whatever it was. So, um, thought we took advantage of some opportunities. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, again, that's best special teams unit in the league. Um, the Jets, statistically. Uh, and they they played to it. They're tough. Uh, I thought we stepped up there and, like I said, made you know battled them and, and made our share of plays in the game. Could you tell if Jack got his hands on that field goal that they missed? Or? No, I couldn't tell. Okay. My eyes, my. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, last Sorry. When you, when you think about Mac handling the pressure that he was under today, is it? Are you as impressed, like, with the toughness, physically speaking, or is it more like the decision making that he's doing in those situations? No, what decisions for sure. Yeah, decisions for sure. Max tough. There's never any doubt about that. Max tough kid. Uh, but I thought he made good decisions, managed the game well, managed our team well, um, and that's what a quarterback's job is to do: is to help the team win. That's what he did. Okay. Right. Thank you. New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick, now second place all-time in the NFL coaching hierarchy with 325 wins. Win 325 comes not against the team that George Papa Bear Hallis coached, the Chicago Bears, but rather against the team, the NYJ, from whom he resigned as HC almost 23 years ago. Uh, it was. Uh, would you dare say, Andy, a tad more 
subdued than you thought he would be? And do you think that's because of the fact that he's still a little humbled from Monday night? Uh, the fact that they didn't have an all-out kick-ass victory? Or maybe a combination therein? Um, probably a combination. Been a long week. Okay, why not hold that answer? Because Mac Jones has stepped to the podium, Andy. So hold on one second, everybody. Here's Patriots quarterback Mac Jones. It's just a blessing to be able to play for him. And obviously we don't do the whole individual awards, but that's a big one. And um, it's just to be his quarterback right now, it's a huge blessing. So um, I thought today was uh, a good win. I think in the National Football League, it's obviously hard to win. And um, the defense played exceptional. And we kind of knew we were just going to wait and, and let them kind of take over the game. And uh, special teams played great as well. And obviously, we did enough to put points up. But we want to do better, and we, we will. But um, a lot of things to work on, I'm sure, when we see the film. But you got to give credit to the Jets defense. It's a really good defense, top defense in the league. And uh, we'll face you know really good defenses in the future. And that was you know good preparation for that. You mentioned coming out of the second half, hurry up offense. What was the, what was the message at halftime maybe to yeah. get you guys going a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, Coach Belichick and, and Matty P and Coach Judge did a good job just coming up with a plan of how we were going to attack. And um, we talked about it, and they, they've done a good job all year of adjusting at halftime. Um, I think that's something that they've done a great job of, and um, that obviously benefits you in the second half. And um, we were able to go down there and move the ball. But obviously we want to score more points, and we know that. And um, we'll have plenty of stuff to work on. But super proud of, you know, the guys on offense for just st sticking with it. and and trying to battle through against, you know, obviously a really good defense. Mac, did you have any extra motivation this week coming off, A, the injury this in three weeks, and then just playing those three series the last game? Um, I think, you know, I always try to be, like, internally motivated, and um, obviously there's things that you can control, and for me it was just my attitude and my effort and being a good teammate and showing up and, and trying to work and lead the guys, and that's my, you know, good attribute that I have is my communication and, I felt like we did extra things this week together as a team and really as an offense that showed up on the field. And if we continue to do that, um, we'll see you know, better results. So uh, the process is there. And I'm just super you know, happy to you know, be a part of this. And obviously, we want to continue to grow here. It's one game's not good enough. So we'll be ready for you know, next week. Mac, did you mention them? What were some of the extra things you guys are doing as a team? <laughs> You guys, rock, yeah. paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same no, you're good. Yeah, um, I think just, sorry, I think just talking through some things and watching extra film together was obviously very beneficial and um, getting more reps, you know, in our own time and talking through things and just whatever we had questions on, we were just more, all right, how do we do this? What do we need to do here? So obviously that's important. You want to be on the same page and I felt like we made strides there, but got to continue to do that and um, like I said, uh, just it starts in practice, and we had good week of practice, and we got to carry it over even more into the game. But definitely good enough to you know get the W. Is that a small offense or a smaller group of you? Just so we understand, like is it a small group or a couple guys or what was that like? I mean, I think you know as always we we have our meetings, and um, it, you know it, it takes everybody, it takes all eleven on the field, and there's a lot of young guys that are learning too. So we want to, like I said, just come together, and whether it's as a unit or as a skill group or quarterback group or wide receiver group like everyone's trying to do more and that's what we're trying to you know get to and um, it should be like that every week so we're going to continue to do that and, and just get better. Matt, Matt what about the, the quick game in the second half it seemed like you guys went up tempo a little bit more shorter throws things like that what, what would make yeah. you comfortable in that style? Yeah I think um, it's really just applies to how the defense is playing and how we're trying to attack and they had a really good you know defense line and 
we were just trying to neutralize that and, and move the ball quickly. And Matty P did a great job calling the plays all day. And I got to get the ball out on some of those sacks and stuff. So it's not all one person or one thing, but I'll definitely watch it and see how we can improve. And, um, you know, obviously we want to score more points and do all that. So a lot of progress, but got to keep going. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Damian and Mondre have done a great job all year, you know, working together as a unit and um, helping those young guys move along. And um, they're both really good in the past game. I think Mondre has done a good job there. We kind of included him in that this week. And um, Damian has improved there too. So, you know, I love both of those guys. They're like my brother. So um, we just want to continue to grow together. And, um, you know, they've done a great job. Yeah, it's great. I think that's why football is the greatest team sport and you have a game plan and um, I felt like we laid out the, you know, targets that we wanted to hit and we hit most of them. So, um, you know, that's that's part of it. And I'm just super happy that we won. But, you know, we're always going to try and look at the things that we can do better. And that's what we'll do. But, you know, great job on defense and special teams and offensively just trying to just battle through it and find a way. And that's what the National Football League is. Mac, what did you what did you see Last on the pick six? Um, what were you trying to do with the ball and also your reaction to the penalty? Um, yeah, I think that's something I'll have to see on film. But I knew what I was trying to do with it and just a little miscommunication. But I uh, can't have those. And penalty saved us. But um, definitely want to eliminate those plays. And um, got to watch it and see what we can do better. Thank cool. You, Thanks. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones at the podium dressed like he was giving a speech at college or just wrapped up from the Glee Club. Very deferential, uh, blessed, an absolute blessing, and uh, not taking the bait in terms of answering the question about extra motivation this week. Looks like he's looking to move on from that onto the Colts and just get back under center and try to win more games. We'll talk about Patriots coach Bill Belichick's words, more about Mac Jones, calls from you. Sorry we lost John in the car, but the lines are full. Looking forward to hearing from all of you guys. We'll hear more from Judon, maybe a little D-Mac and Myers later on. The Six Rings postgame show brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. The Six Rings postgame show continues in just a couple moments here on WEEI. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. show on WEEI and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network following the Patriots 22 to 17 victory over the New York Jets. The Patriots go back to 4 and 4 on the season, a 500 record yet Andy, they still are in last place in the AFC East. Yep. Got a better record than Tom Brady, but your uh, spot in your division is not better. Ooh. Ooh, that's right. Bill Belichick in addition to getting win 325 today 
now has more wins on the season than Tom Brady, though, <laughs> as somebody just noted on social media, uh, I think this is uh, at O.E. Stills. I hope he probably will sometime somewhere along the line. I'm not saying there's that. a picture. No. Mike Reese tweeted out the great Mike Reese from ESPN. Uh, Burge, Burge Nigerian, his special. It's, do you know exactly what his title is, by the way? Uh, Concili- you know, special special ops uh, director of football, maybe director uh, of football secrecy. And the uh, just, there's some, some sort of I'm, I don't exactly know what Burge Nigerian's title is, but he's standing as Bill was speaking. There's a football tucked under his left arm. So uh, I think people are kind of on the idea that maybe as Bill Belichick said, like, oh, well, I'll reflect on that later on, you know, maybe when this is all over, win 325. You know how special this was for him. Otherwise, why would Burge have the game ball tucked under his arm? Right. But he's he's never going to say it. He hasn't ever really said it. And that's part of why people respect him. And he sets that tone. That's why you heard Max say, what do you say? We don't really celebrate the individual or awards or whatever around here, but that's a big one. Like it is, but the tone and and it's also not that easy to take a massive victory lap when you improve to four and four. And as one of my Twitter followers just said, too harsh to call it moral loss. <laughs> so um, <laughs> moral loss Monday, phrase. moral loss Monday will be around New England in the eyes of some. Um, so yeah, but that's just who he is. He's never going to take that, moral but you know it means Monday. something to him. He's now That's sandwiched between Hallis and um, Shula. So, like, he's a historian. He cares about all that stuff, but he's not going to stand up there. I mean, for the guy who doesn't put captain's patches on his players, you know, one of one team out of 32 that doesn't put captain's patches on the captains on the field, hard for him to then say, I am the greatest. I won 325 tonight. Like, okay, just take it for what it is. Move along. Ooh, this has... Uh... A little something to do with the Patriots. Tom Brady, of course, three and five, struggling with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now in second place in the NFC South. The first place team in the NFC South that just went final in overtime, the Atlanta Falcons, who defeated the Carolina Panthers in a thriller at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 37 to 34. Andy, as crazy, as wonky, as wild and unpredictable as this season has been, did you ever think almost halfway through the season the Atlanta Falcons would be in first place? Um, Fitzy, you know I picked the uh, the Bucks to miss the playoffs, so I thought something would happen in that division that would lead to the uh, Brady's looking up. Not sure I would have picked necessarily the Falcons, but hey, you never know. Marcus Mariota, Kyle Pitts, they got some talent down there. Could, building the it in the right Arthur direction. Smith doing a yeah. hell of a job. I mean, they still need a quarterback like so many other teams. They, oh, no, they got the kid, Ritter, the kid they got from Cincinnati, the rookie. He's going to be yeah. something special. They're just riding Mariota this season. You're, you're sure Daniel of that? Jones. You're sure he's going to be something special? I think he's going to be good. Yeah, I you do. thought Mac Jones was going to be good. And he is good. The Patriots broke him. All right, we'll get into that in an hour or two. One more call before we... <laughs> Come on. Try not to throw... I, like I told you in, when we were texting on the break, like... The way things happen with people popping up to speak, you got callers, we're trying to deliver some initial reactions, their sponsor reads, like the first hour of the post-game show with all the different moving parts kind of feels like a five-way intersection with a stoplight that's not working. So we just have to try to calmly and quietly and as as, uh, peacefully as possible usher the traffic through, and then we can get into a rhythm and a groove. So let me give you a quick either-or. Who's most overmatched? Matt Patricia, a defensive mind calling offensive plays. Mac Jones dropping back in the quarterback with in the pocket with plays coming in from a defensive mind. Or 
Nick Fitzy Stevens trying to host the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Most Five. overmatched, Matt Patricia in a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fair. Uh, speaking of wanting to actually, uh, we have callers that want to pay praise to Mac Jones and that also want to tear Mac Jones a new blank. So let's go to the person who wants to praise Mac Jones, Ooh, Jesse nice. in New Bedford. Hello, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, guys? How are you? Hey, doing good. You know, you guys can need to, everybody needs to put it into perspective. And Devin McCourty, Devin McCourty was right on his interview. We are a bunch of spoiled, fickle fans. The kid went 24 for 35. Almost 200 yards, a rating of 80, one touchdown, one pick. He was getting absolutely creamed all game. He lost Devontae Parker, who's probably his best playmaker, not his best receiver, probably his best playmaker. And, you know, and then he's only started in 22 games, and you guys are ready to give up on him? What, what, was, what were they saying about Jalen Hurts a couple years ago? Oh, he's a bust. He gets A.J. Brown? Look at him. Uh, who else? Daniel Jones. He was absolutely a bust. Now he's one of the top ten quarterback in the league. Why? Because he actually has a good coach who actually has a brain and some offensive awareness. My point is, you, we can't, we're, we're so quick to judge and to say he's not good. Da, 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 da. You, especially in this NFL, these days in age, you need weapons and you need time for a quarterback to throw the ball. And, that, and, that's the, and that's the bottom line. He came off of not playing for four games, has tons of pressure on him. I think he did an admirable job. He did good in that second half. And, you know, we just got to be patient. I know the patience is uh, lacking in this area, but you just got to give it time, give him some more playmakers, and then see what happens. And Patricia, he just blows. His play <laughs> calling blows. Well, why doesn't he blows. get time? Why doesn't he get time? He gets time because it's not about Bel- – it actually, you know who's to blame Belichick for putting this yep. Joe Judge – well, look at Joe Judge. Look what the Giants are doing. Isn't it a miracle that Judge <laughs> leaves and Daniel Jones is a quarterback? Oh, wow. It's just, fun. it's just funny how that works out. we just we got to be patient. Mac Jones, if you get this guy weapons, he proved it in Alabama, put up the best college season in history, put up the best rookie season in history. He just got to be – patient it will work out give this guy weapons and give him time to throw that's a good there we go that's a drop the mic good job well done thank you very much john (laughs) but that's classic patriots contradiction and i do it all the time i mean you feel passionate about something give mac time he needs time he's only been two years and then patricia blows (laughs) he's he's like six months into ever calling an offensive player thinking about offense but he doesn't get any patience Uh, that's a good call i love sports talk radio uh, sometimes it can be sometimes it can just be a minefield of muck and suck. It can be the 500 yards of crap coming out of the Shawshank prison. But sometimes it can also just be an absolute joy ride. And we've had a little bit of both in the first hour. All right. Time to reset things and get ready for hour number two. As we come to you once again from our best yet brand studio, you got Fitzy, you got Hart. We got Pats to talk about 22-17 win over the Jets, and we got you till 7.30 until we take Sunday Night Football here on WEEI. Broadcasting from our Best Yet brand studios, this is the Six Rings postgame show following the New England Patriots' 22-17 victory against the New York Jets from MetLife Stadium. Hello, everybody. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here alongside Andy Jumbo Hart on the postgame show. We've heard from Patriots quarterback Mac Jones. We've heard from Patriots head coach Bill Belichick in victory. 
They just spoke a few minutes ago, and we carried those live. If you happen to miss it, of course, you could subscribe to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Just go visit Spotify, listen to it on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever awesome football talk happens. Uh, Andy, your quick takeaways from the words from Bill Belichick and Mac Jones at the podium today, especially Mac Jones, who didn't seem to want to get into a debate or discussion of trying to prove everyone wrong or rather prove prove himself right in believing that he was the best option for this team right now. Yeah, and and that's that's a smart uh, move by him, smart plan of attack. Stay out of that. You don't need to get into that kind of stuff. I would just say my takeaway from Mac was uh, a tonality one, and I thought mm-hmm. his tone was pretty upbeat. Like I thought, you know, we're talking about is he broken, quote unquote, on the field, confidence, what whatever's going on over the last, you know, eight weeks plus and then dating back to training camp. He didn't sound like a broken man at the podium, and I think that's a good thing. Like, that's a first step in the right direction. Now, the performance, the on-field, the the comfort in the pocket, presence, things that are going to need to evolve and improve are a next step. But the fact that he doesn't look or sound like a broken man um, after a win, I understand that. He may have looked more like a broken man had they lost this game somehow. Onside kick goes the other way, and suddenly they lose. He may have looked like a different different guy, but... That was my takeaway from him. I thought the takeaway from Bill um, was pretty realistic. Like, I think his tone was realism. Like, he he talked, he might have done the thumbs up and thumbs down in his head when he said, you know, we had some guys step up, make plays, Ramondre Stevenson, Jacoby Myers. Like, he's listing a thumbs up version, and then he talked about some of the issues. Now, I will say, he did mention that he thought they tackled well. I did not think they tackled very well defensively. Um, Special teams-wise, I thought they did a nice job tackling and in coverage. Um, Braxton Berrios got stopped short of the 20 a couple different times on kickoff returns. Oh, and if if, um, um, uh, Demarcus Mitchell Mitchell was able to actually stop his momentum or just pass the ball back and not roll into the end zone, they would have downed one, uh, a punt at the one, which would have been very impressive. Nice little bounce back for Jake Bailey today, by the way, just saying. And he needs it. He he absolutely Not needs it. Time. He's in the Mac Jones world of don't be a broken player. We got some players that feel broken. They need to uh, repair themselves. And I don't think Demarcus Mitchell knew the rule. I think he thought when he recovered it and hopped up there that it was over. And I don't think he knew he had to stay out of the end zone or anything. Like, I think there might be some teaching points there moving forward. Um, but I thought Bill was pretty realistic, and that may have played into, as I said earlier, him not taking a victory lap for victory number 325 and passing George Papa Bear Hollis. So um, I thought both of them were were what you'd probably expect, like positive after a win, but not necessarily like, we're, we're back, baby, giddy, because we know that they're not you know, at their best. There are still plenty of things, like even that last drive. Um, for the for the Jets and the tackling there, like that's one of those things where Bill won't be happy with that. That'll be a teaching point and a talking point. How they should have played that differently. How Jack Jones should have tackled differently, or yeah, it was you know, the Jack attempted Jones to one. tackle. Yep. Yeah. So it it I think it was understandable the tone they took. But my biggest takeaway is maybe Mac Jones started to feel a little bit better today. That that'll be my takeaway. I thought he was upbeat as well, and I'm very happy to hear that, considering that. People continue to believe that maybe it's the Patriots that have gotten into his head and not put him in a position to succeed or grow or make the improvements he needs to for the team and as a quarterback in the National Football League. And yes, Andy, I know it goes back to the old cliche of like, 
Oh, there's no such thing as a bad win in the National Football League. You called it, and I'm definitely going to roll with this one going forward. Moral loss Monday. <laughs> as when, so you win, but it feels like a loss. Or not, it doesn't feel like a loss, but you don't get that same kind of joy. Whereas there have been some defeats, like the Green Bay one, where everybody came into work the next day, or you tune into WEI, and hey, it sounds like they won the game. I think people will be a little more upbeat about this one, because they are back to 500, and they've got a puncher's chance to be able to get over that before the bye following next Sunday's Colts game. Time for, <clears throat> excuse me, one more call before we catch you guys up on the rest of the scores of the day. With trending now, oh, here's someone who didn't think Mac was so great today after all. Another John from Fall River. Hello, John. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? No, I just, I think that, that game was won on defense and the running game. I thought Mac looked, I thought he looked terrible. I mean, that pick he threw right before the half, that game could have very easily been 17 to 3 going to the half. I thought that call was questionable, the, the roughing the quarterback call after the uh, interception. I don't know. He just looks gun shy. He looks, I feel like he doesn't have a lot of pocket. I like Mac. I'm rooting for the kid, but I don't know what it is with him this year. And I mean, what's he got? He's got two touchdowns on the year and like six picks, seven with today. I mean, I don't know. Yep. I just, I feel like, uh, I feel like we have a lot of work to do at the quarterback position. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate the call, John. Andy, I'll put this question to you first. How differently do you think the Patriots would have played, or what do you think the outcome of today's game would have been if, let's say, Belichick had shaken the pillars of Patriots Nation and announced on Wednesday that Zappi was going to be the quarterback? You know, we're playing radio. It's a post-game show. We can do things like this. Um, I think it would have been a similar game. I think you would have seen, and maybe Zappy throws the picks, and before Zach Wilson does, maybe he hit the wheels fall off him as a younger quarterback. I don't know, like I, butterfly effect. Um, I think you would have been a, in a middling dogfight, um, but I think the caller is right. I mean, they were a hair away from being down seventeen to three at halftime, yep. and that game's over at seventeen to three. I believe that game is over. 100% over because I don't think there's this effort for Zach Wilson to make plays. You know, he can play it, manage it differently. That defense can continue to get after Mac and hit him and maybe even be more aggressive in that nature. Hell, I listened to the halftime show. They were talking about taking odds as to whether Bailey Zappi was going to play in the second half. They were talking about that as I a very real possibility. That. Well, it was brought up by Bill Cower and then. Somebody else was like, yeah, I think if if Mac comes out, goes three and out or whatever, there's a good chance we're going to see Zappy. Now, Mac didn't. They went right down the field, in part because Ramondre Stevenson jump-started it with like a, whatever that was, like a 35-yard run to get them going. They get right down there, then make a key play for the touchdown. That is some breathing room. It makes them feel better, changes the game. But at 17-3 to on that out, and I did think it was interesting. What did Mac say? I need to look at the, the film and... And that was a miscommunication or a communication thing he there. Call it, he called it a miscommunication. As a matter of fact, I was just seeing that on the timeline. He called it a miscommunication. Yeah, so he, he doesn't necessarily think that's all on him. Um, I'm guessing there is some uh, teaching points there for young Tyquan Thornton that will be uh, hammered out moving forward. Um, but that was a huge play. That's a huge call. And I, did you think it was roughing the passer? Because I did. I actually thought yes. it was. Like That gets called... I feel like that gets called 10 times out of 10 in the National In this Football season League. especially? Yeah. I mean, like, sorry, you just have to be like, they're going to be more mindful of excessive contact. They're going to be more protective of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Every last little something 
like that that you think is going to err on the side of giving the quarterback the benefit of the doubt, they're probably going to okay. they're gonna they're probably gonna call. So yeah. Yeah. I was fine with that call. It, it that's that's twenty twenty two NFL football and quarterbacks and officiating. Mm-hmm. That that's the reality. But it saved their bacon because they were Oof. they were sizzling. Sizzling. They yeah, were done. They, they were they would have been cooked, goosed, porked, and dunsky had it actually gone the way of the Jets, but it didn't. And the day ultimately goes the way of the Patriots. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the telephone number. Please feel free to call in and weigh in on your thoughts on today's game. How you feel about Mac Jones as well? And can these Patriots clean up the mess and start putting together a couple of wins following last Monday's ugly defeat and today's? Well, you know, it's a win, and a win is a win, and that's always still in the NFL. A good thing. Let's catch you up on all the rest of the scores from a wild 1 o'clock in week 8 of the NFL and more with Trending Now. Now, back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Gentlemen, Jets are feeling pretty good about themselves these days. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to say to Pat's Nation today? Stay home. Stay home. You have to keep it clean? Nope. Go f- yourself, <laughs> The Belichick run is over. He never had a run. Yeah. He learned how to cheat when he jumped. That's right. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> Just some of the courtesies, pleasantries, and kind welcomings I was treated to today as I made my way around the lots outside MetLife Stadium before the Jets-Patriots game, a game that New York Jetropolitan fans were all kinds of fired up for, Andy. A game that Gangrene Nation was sure and confident would be a coronation, a changing of the guard, a rising up of the insurrection led by Robert Sala and players like Sauce Gardner, Quinnen Williams, Garrett Wilson, C.J. Mosley. Oh, those guys, many of them played very well today. The problem is Zach Wilson is still their quarterback. Yep, Zach Wilson turned into who we all thought he was, who he's been in the past, not who he's been over the last few weeks, and that was part of the formula they had for winning. But uh, until he can avoid those just idiotic plays, just hellacious plays, um, they're in trouble. And I know Charles Davis was really fixating on you know the the off platform throws and back mm-hmm. foot and and I agree with him, but that's also who Zach Wilson is. You drafted him knowing he was that. Like I don't know if you're going to ever break him of that. That's his style of play, just like it's Aaron Rodgers' style of play, and he can get away with it. And some of the things that Patrick Mahomes does, and he can get away with. But to get away with them, you got to be really good. You got to prove you can get away with them. And Zach Wilson has not yet proven he can get away with them. In fact. He cannot get away with them, and Devin McCourty and the Patriots were the uh, willing beneficiaries today. The willing recipients of many easy, free INTs. It's a lot easier to get away with it when you play at BYU against inferior competition. Maybe Yo, it's that's a whack. lot easier after you sit on yeah, the WAC or the Mountain West or wherever the hell BYU plays. Ah, I call it the WAC still. <laughs> Oh, do they? Okay, it's well. I know that's what I call it. I don't think it is. You remember Tommy Boy? What's your favorite football conference? You're a card carrying member of a card carrying member of. I still call it Shea, or you know, like you hold on to the old titles. Yep, no question. I'm old school. I still think the goalpost should be on the goal line. That's why they're called goalposts. 
That's okay. Well, that's a very fair point. Thank you so much for that Wikipedia entry in today's <laughs> postgame show, Andy. 617-779-7937 is the number. Maybe if Zach Wilson wasn't thrust into the starting role last year, as opposed to having earned it, maybe he would have been able to take the time to not make these mistakes and learn the pro game and get his wild and out of control style checked, if you will. But he hasn't, and the Patriots certainly have no quibble or for or quorum with that today. Let's go back to the phones. Danny is in Quincy. He wants to talk about today's Patriots win. Hello, Danny. Well, first of all, I worry about our own quarterback and not worry about the Jets. I, I just find it – first of all, I'm angry that, you know, Fox has to shove Dallas and the Giants down our throats. You know, you got San Francisco and the Rams on at 430. That's an arch-rival game, NFC West matchup. And i got to watch the Giants, so Seattle. But anyway, <laughs> but I find it <laughs> – you, you guys open up the show, and you don't, after what happened during the week, you have no comments on the quarterback play of Mac Jones today. It took a caller to call That's up. not true. That's not true. Okay, we had a long so conversation what, what you, about So Matt. then I missed it. Then yes, what do you, you think of his play today? You never challenged the caller, who thought he had a great day. Great friggin' day. What do you have, 161 yards? No one said he had a great game. We said no one, he had a, I mean, a, the caller, game the best. caller was very open to giving him a lot of time and a lot of rope. And I mocked that by asking the caller why he thinks Matt Patricia blows, but Mac Jones deserves all the time. But if you had listened to the beginning of the show, you would have heard me say this was he's still broken. He still has no confidence in his coaching. He still has no confidence in his line. He still has no confidence in the ability to the, of the guys around him to get open. And this is a group problem. This isn't all on Mac Jones. He's not playing well. That. But let's, you let's, created let's, this problem. Let's go back to the mutual admiration society that was Bill Belichick and uh, Mac Jones today. First of all, Bill Belichick yep. said he got the ball out quick. Eh, wrong. Made good decisions. Eh, wrong. I understand he was un under pressure. That strip sack came from his right side. And he had a smile on his face a split second before he got rid of it. Never even sensed the guy coming. That needs to be fixed. I don't know if you can coach that. I don't know. Okay, this guy sucked today. And we are lucky to win that game. That guy, yep. that pick six goes the other way. And that, that, that roughing the passer had nothing to do with the throw. So I don't want to hear about he was flustered and it caused a throw. He said it was a miscommunication, no. yeah. so I assume he thinks maybe the receiver ran the wrong route. Yes. You've got to throw it away. If the guy's not there, you got to. he's making bad decisions. Bad decisions. So Okay, so and, Danny, let me ask you this you right question now. then. Danny, Danny, you're a learned okay. sports fan. You've seen a couple, few, several games in your day, and you always come flying in with an opinion from the top rope. Why do you, this has been a point of conversation for us, so far into the postgame show, and we're going to keep it going all night long. Why do you think Mac Jones doesn't look good now because he didn't look like this last year? But he, but he looked like this. Look, it, I, you know, I, I get mocked when I say preseason. Is it normal for the starting quarterback to get the first game in preseason? Because or, or, I don't watch much of it. But no. He, okay, it's not. Okay, well, he got the third game against the Raiders. Coming out of that game, his balls look like ducks. He played badly in the games he played this season. This season and coming out of last season, okay. I, I just I don't understand it. He's a, the arrows are going down. The stock is going down. And what's and changed? Some of it's what's changed? His fault. I'll give you that. Right. What's changed? I don't know. I, I you just, do know. He's being coached by a defensive coordinator okay, and a special okay, teams the coach. The sabotage. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. believe it's sabotage. I believe that Bill Belichick trusts his Fitzy, the dependables, well, people he can that, depend on. You think they coached him bad today, Andy? 
today. Like, I think there were some bad calls, play calls. I think they lost trust in him. They don't have faith in him. They went for field goals. They stopped allowing him to make plays. I well, think there's that. But you are reaping the, the rewards of your idiocy. No, no, no. Stop. Stop. You're reaping the rewards of your idiocy in August and September okay, kick, now. Wait a minute. Kick the field goal. You have, you have a chance to make another stop before the end of the half, and you're getting the ball to come out in the, in the, in the second half. That game was not over. That three points could have made a difference. They, the defense fell asleep. They thought the game was over themselves. They let one. They fell asleep on the sixty-yard play that put that game in jeopardy. So I'm not. I'm, sure. gonna, I'm not going to let them off the hook either. You shouldn't. But, no, I, I'm not. I'm calling it fair. But, but so, but you're going to tell me? Go back to you, Jones, you. You said what's changed? What's changed? Are you serious with that question? Andy, was today's decision-making the product of, 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 of sabotage coaching? I don't know what sabotage coaching means. Okay. I don't know why you well, keep that throwing the, that, that phrase That was the narrative all week. Okay. By was who? It the product, was it the product of not giving him the play calls all week? I mean, in this game today. Was, was what he did today or did not do no. today the product? Today the was the product show? of no one got open and no one protected him and he didn't play well. That was that, what the, okay. the product was so today. All the others come first. All the others come first. Is that okay. not true? Did you think the offensive line played well today? Did you think the offensive line played well today? Five out of the six sacks. Absolutely not. I would say two of the six. I would say two of the six were coverage sacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two? Okay, you say two, I say five. We watched a different game. Yeah, we, we did, obviously, because you don't know what's changed this year from last year. Damnedest well, thing, because I thought the offensive no, coordinator gonna, left, but I'm you didn't notice. Scapegoat. I'm not going to use that as a scapegoat. You know, I always thought, I always thought that if you're coming up in the ranks as a professional, whatever industry, when you're giving more responsibility, that's a compliment. And you've got to meet the challenge. I, I personally think Belichick's, Belichick's decision last week was more of a motivational tool than anything else. So, I, Danny, let me ask you a question, Danny. No, 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 Danny, I want to use your philosophy. Danny, you, you, you work with boats, right? You're captain? You're very familiar yes. with boats, comfortable with boats? Yes. Okay, I'm going to put you in a 747 and say take off. I'm not a pilot. I'm, I'm on the ocean. Okay. Thank you. Point proven. Thanks for the call, Danny. Appreciate you, baby. Danny, thank you for the call, sir. We can't do an entire Danny from Quincy podcast. Sometimes we do like to break up the Six Rings postgame show into segments that you can download and listen to and enjoy at your leisure on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else. But after a couple minutes, very good points. Appreciate the opinions and the passion. That's what makes Patriots fans and Pats Nation so wonderful to engage with and be a part of. But we do actually have to keep the show moving. Joining us momentarily will be our pal Christian Fourier from Merloni Fourier and Mego with his takes on the game. As a matter of fact, joining us momentarily now coming to you as we broadcast from our Best Yet brand studio on the Harbor One hotline, the one, the only Christian Fourier. Christian, are you as fired up as Danny from Quincy right now? I did, I, did, I missed Danny from Quizney. I was uh, Quizney. Uh, Quiznos. We're going to say Quiznos. Danny from Quiznos. <laughs> We're going to have Jersey Mike on later. We're going to have Ted from Subway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, I didn't hear him. I was um, – listen, it was uh, – it, it, it counts. How about that? Like, it mm-hmm. counts. That's all, we, that's, all, that's all that matters. I thought the things that stood out to me, obviously, how unbelievably fortunate and how lucky Mac Jones must feel that that pick six was called back because of a roughing the passer penalty. He must have a horseshoe up his butt because, holy crap, 
that would that literally would have sucked the life out of him. I think he would have just taken his shirt off like Antonio Brown and then left the stadium. <laughs> that was amazing. And it would have been the perfect place because he was in the Meadowlands. Yep. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's my point. It was I so I just haven't listened to the whole show, but I just know those that stood out to me. Like uh, it was good for him just to get that out of the way and reclaim his starting spot as bad as it looked. Defensively, listen, I know last week against Justin Fields, you know, he runs for 82 yards and he a ton of third down, um, you know, plays that he killed him with. And this guy Zach Wilson, first of all, he's he's a next level type of bad. He's freaking horrendous. And I knew this would happen, but they didn't let give him the space like they gave Fields to run. So he had to pass it. He panicked. And he made so many bad plays that when it continued in the fourth quarter, he literally tried to throw it into like the you know the three hundred section of of the of the game you know of the stands. It was just bad. It was terrible. Terrible. It was an it was an awful effort uh, by Zach Wilson today. He really was the MVP of the game for the New England Patriots as well. I was saying earlier, Christian, that if the if Mac Jones, we're trying to figure out exactly how and why he's faltering why he's taking a step back why he's kind of broken at this point and how you can fix him and while there may be some physical and mental issues that need to be worked through the quickest fix may be just running the entire offense through Ramondre Stevenson at this point because he's obviously the most dynamic playmaker the most dependable guy on the field on offense for the Patriots and kind of at this point as Andy pointed out earlier can do it all for you yeah he was great and I was just if I was gonna ask you guys this because Mac may has made a bunch of those stupid throws like Zach Wilson has. He made one last week against the Bears. But mm-hmm. if I who would you bet on who has the better chance of fixing those issues? Would it be Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? Mac Jones, a hundred times out of yeah, 100. I just I just a hundred. I feel like I don't know how it got so bad and ugly, but I do feel like they just they need he needs to figure it out. And you're right about Stevenson. I mean, between Jacoby Myers, Andy, and Stevenson, I feel like he they accounted for like half the the targets in this game. They did. They they are the offense right now, and that's part of my problem is we're going to fixate on Mac Jones and the regression. But there's a lot of factors at play here, even beyond forget Matt Patricia and the scheme and the coaching. Let's just look at the tangible things on the field. He has an offensive line that is not playing very well right now. Is banged up. Who knows? They don't have a right tackle. They had a backup center in. Cole Strange is getting worse by the week, not better by the week. Yeah. And then they have the other receivers. Like, Devontae Parker leaves with an injury after the first play, but Kendrick Bourne, irrelevant. Nelson Aguilar, yeah. irrelevant. Like, yeah. he's not – like, th- there are factors at play here I feel like we need to address before we even get to Mac Jones, what's the problem, can he fix it, where's he going, because all the rest of it stinks too. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. It's all starting to become more obvious now than it was in the past. And it's almost like I almost feel like I'm like, wow, we're too hard on Mac Jones. Because think about everything that he has to overcome and make up for. You have a crappy offensive line. You get six times. So, crap, I can't hold on to it long, a split second longer because I'm going to get sacked. And that's what happened to him today. A lot of those sacks I felt like were his fault because he didn't just throw it away quick enough. That's going to be a learning yep. experience for him. And every time they throw the ball to Aguilar, I yell at the TV. They just stop doing it. <laughs> oh, I, I yell at like the sky. That's funny. I yell at the sky. <laughs> yeah, he's just worthless. And I've never, like, they've never, they, they, they need Thornton to be, like, like great now. Like, they, they need him to be great in a hurry. 
because he's really the only guy that can seriously, you know, strike some fear into these secondaries, especially the safeties and the, the deep half of the field with his ability to run. Because right now they're just the offense feels restricted and constricted. It's like we're only going to work in a small like void of the defense because we're too fearful to throw it outside. We don't want to risk it throwing deep, and we have to get rid of it in a hurry. So with all those variables, with all those issues and circumstances, you're left with a very boring, predictable offense. So you'll beat the Jets because Zach Wilson is an idiot, but you won't beat any of the teams that like are, are competent at all. Christian Fourier from Merloni Fourier and Mego joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline. Christian, did you notice we were mentioning earlier, did you notice that the Patriots offense for just a, I won't say brief window, but for a period of time, I want to say in the third quarter when they came out with the ball, and I think they lead that nice statement drive, a lot of Mondre, some Myers, Mack looked competent. They were in tempo, and they used to do that last year, come out in second halves. They did it in the preseason last year when Mack beat out Cam. They came out in tempo. He looks so much more comfortable when he's running an up-tempo offense. Quick passes, quick decisions, doesn't hold on to the ball for but maybe a second and a half. Why don't they do that more often? Why can't they get it through their heads that this is what works for this kid? Why are they? It seems like everyone, you were saying like everything is kind of slow. It's a, they have restrictor plates on. It's a granny panty offense. Why, why are they like so married to something that's not working? Why can we see what they can't? Well, I would say, well, that system works great when, when it works. But right. when it doesn't, you, you know, it's three and out and you've taken off, you know, 30 seconds off the clock. So there is some, you know, risk with that also. But, but some of the also, passes are running plays, Christian. Sorry to interrupt, but some of them no, are running. Like, I know, I know, I know. But I do think, I listen, I like that style. I think Mac likes that style because I feel like he feels protected that way, right? He's in control. He, he kind of sets everything up and it allows him just to, get the defense on its heels where it's not like an obvious uh, Cannon's going to miss his block. Strange is going to miss his block. I think most quarterbacks like the up-tempo. They like the rhythm. They don't like the defense subbing players in and out. They got to keep the same personnel group up there the whole time. It it limits the amount of defenses that they can run and the coverage that they can run because now you're only dealing with one personnel grouping. So you, as a quarterback, you feel like you have the advantage Right, and and then you feel like your guys are better than their guys that are stuck on the field. So, listen, I'm with you. I'm with you on that part. I just feel like the whole, and like they don't have an identity on offense. It's just you know, you know, snap and survive. You know, and hope you don't destroy it. That's their offense. There's no, there's no, you know, rhyme or reason to their offense. Right? I couldn't tell you who they are. I, I mean, as far as. You can look at all the other good offenses and you can define them, but not this offense at all. Perky jerky, stale, you know, opportunistic, Nick Folk. I mean, that's their offense. Nick Folk, that's your <laughs> offense. Ramondre Stevenson, Jacoby Myers, and pray for a penalty. That's the offense right now. And yeah, hey, they got to God, isn't it good worked. luck. What happens if you don't get the penalty, though, Andy? Well, then you're porked. Or if the other team's better and doesn't give you extra chances, <laughs> yeah. then you're porked. And that's just the reality. And that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you. Do you take it? Is there anything in this game today other than maybe Stevenson that you feel like you can build on? Or was this just one of those like you got the win, Zach Wilson really helped you out, and you still don't have any more answers eight games into the year than you were looking for when August ended? No, I don't. I, like, it's a good question because what can you build on? Like, it's almost mm. like, okay, what are we going to be optimistic about in four weeks? 
Like after when four weeks, you have the you have the Colts, you have the bye, you have the Jets again. Yep. Week three, three weeks, four weeks from now, we're like, all right, now this we can do this. Stevenson. I don't know what it is. Like I, I'll tell you what it is. Stevenson's already established though. He but more. A, he needs a, he needs a sidekick. <laughs> Thornton. That's what I would say. Okay. Thornton needs to be the guy. He needs to use his speed. He needs to be a threat. They need to incorporate him into. I would start him, and I wouldn't take him out. That's what I would do. I would start him. I need a fast track. Devontae Parker, to your point, Andy, you said this long ago. He ain't trustworthy. He isn't. He's, like, hurt. And every time he catches a pass, I feel like he's going to limp off the field. Yep. You know? So let the young guy play. Let him play. Let those guys build up a relationship, some sort of chemistry. Because right now, he, the only chemistry he has is Jacoby Myers and Stevenson. That's it. And that's too, and that's too easy to guard. And we need, yeah, we need another option as well. We did see a couple of John o. Smith sightings earlier, but I'm with you. If this season is, you, you know, you're not so foolishly like all the Jets fans I spoke to before the game, Christian, trying to compete with Buffalo. You're not up there with Kansas City. This isn't a Super Bowl season. This is an improve your quarterback, develop the team, and see who your keepers and tentpole players are as you go about Bill Belichick 3.0 Patriots. That's what this is all about. So get those guys out there as well. And I'll leave you with this. Um, you know, the way, that, the way that we go about talking here at the radio station when the Patriots have a, a really tough loss, and oh, it's another moral victory Monday here on WEI. Andy coined the phrase earlier today, it's a moral loss Monday for the Patriots on WEI. Yeah, yeah, it feels like that because it, it does. It's like I'm trying to find the reverse to, to that, which is, which is perfect because it feels like they're all going to get yelled at today, like tomorrow. Yep. Like they're all yep. going to get yelled at. Uh, this is when you overcoach it. This is when you scold them and you make fun of them and you like highlight all the stupid plays. And then they feel like crap, even though they won and they leave shaking their head. Like what's going on, man? I thought we did good. No, uh, uh-uh. they need, they need, they need to create a better standard for themselves. And right now this ain't it. You can hear him tomorrow from 2 to 6 on WEI with Patriots quarterback Mac Jones scheduled to call into the show at some point. Uh, Christian Fourier, at Christian Fourier on Twitter. And, of course, uh, Christian, I loved the Halloween costume last night. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Can we please keep, can we please keep that between us, please? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I didn't see it. What was it? Fitzy, Fitzy, you're my friend, right? You're my no. Buddy. Tell hey, me. I got you. I got you, Christian. I did not name check your IG, and I'll leave it. And I'll leave it at that. Andy, I'll text you a photo just so you can enjoy a side laugh because <laughs> Fourier's our pal. Right. The one, the only uh, Christian Fourier night. calling into the Six Rings post game show. Love you, pal. Take it easy. Later. Mm. Yeah, it seems like that's the theme, Andy. The the uh, all right, everyone's gonna go. Hey, coach, we won. You got three win three twenty five. Yeah. No, yes, we won. They lost. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Like, the Patriots won. I know, it's more like the Jets lost. But, again, you still win. They're back to 500. Teachable moments aplenty. The lines are full with callers who want to speak on a number of certain topics. Mac Jones, the way the defense played, the way the offense looked. We'll get to all of that, plus in the third hour, which will be coming up very soon. Andy Hart's thumbs up and thumbs down from today's Patriots win at MetLife Stadium. 617-779-7937 is the number. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.